Hi, I'm Sophia Son, and you're listening to So Spotlights podcast. Before I start talking about the movie, I just want to apologize for the background noise. I don't know what's causing that thing, but I'm using this new tiny mic I got for my dad so he can use it during his lectures. But then, it doesn't work on his laptop, so I'm using it instead. But then, I don't know why it makes this background noise. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that I recorded my entire podcast. Um, but I won't. I will make sure that this doesn't happen next time. Thanks. Hello, everyone. I am back, and I'm here with a new So Spotlights podcast episode. After I think it's been like a month. I think yes, I'm back with a new episode and. I don't know why I'm recording right now because it's 11 p.m. and I haven't done a lot of the things I have to do, and I mean I also have to work on like college apps, my IAs, study for tests next week. But I'm recording this podcast because I want to feel productive without doing something that's actually productive. And yeah, I mean. Today has been a good day for me overall. No, not really. It hasn't really been a good day, except the fact that I had a lenient schedule. But then, it was rainy and humid today, and my water bottle leaked two times this week already. So that's been great. But then, yeah, I just wanted to come out and just record a podcast so people don't think that this channel is dead, because I kind of think that. But hopefully, people won't think that anymore. So yeah, today I'm not joined by any guests because everyone seems to be busy with college apps, IAs, tests, and whatnot. But I still wanted to come on today and record a podcast because it's been a while, and I've kind of promised myself that I would post podcasts at least once every other week. But then. It's becoming more of a monthly thing, so I'm trying to upload more podcasts um, more often. So today I'm here to talk about. Um, so as you saw from the title, I'm here to talk about the South Korean democratization movement in the 1980s. And you might be thinking, why are you giving us a history lecture on your movie review um, podcast channel? So. Let's put it this way: It's not like a history lecture, but rather,、um, I'll be reviewing some movies about this historical event while at the same time talking about these because I feel like this is an important matter that should be discussed. And、um, and I personally know that I didn't really know much about this movement until I started researching about it last year. And since a lot of my listeners are Korean, I feel like. It might be a very good chance for everyone to kind of get familiar with our own history. And since this is a fairly recent event, I mean, I think all of our parents have lived through this event, and、um, not much is being talked about it, especially in like the international school commu-、uh, community. So, yeah, that's why I wanted to talk about this. And 
I, another reason I wanted to talk about this is because it is a significant event in Korean history. Um, if you're not familiar with Korean history, let's put it this way. So China had their cultural revolution in the 1960s and Japan had their major restoration. Um, these were key turning points for both of their his, um, modern history. And for Korea, the turning point in modern history would be the 1980s democratization movement because it was from really this point where Korea has kind of evolved into the nation we are today. And another reason why it's so relevant is because we're seeing such a strong correlation between modern day politics and like current issues such as the military coup in Myanmar. And it really kind of demonstrates how history does repeat itself and that also kind of reiterates the importance of learning history because we have to kind of learn from the past to make sure we know how to prevent things like the Myanmar coup um, in the present. So yeah, that are, those are like a few reasons why I think this is worthwhile talking about on this podcast. And yeah, so let's just get into it. So I'll be talking about two movies. One is The Taxi Driver. The other one is 1987. I've already reviewed both of these on my Instagram account. So if you want to check that out first, you can go to at so spotlights and you can read that about them first or you can just hear me talk about some of the movies right now. Okay, so the first movie I'll be reviewing is The Taxi Driver. And The Taxi Driver movie is about the Gwangju Uprising in 1980s. So basically what the Gwangju Uprising was, was it was first started by university students in Cheonnam University and they protested against the um, against President Chun Doo-hwan who was kind of a dictator. I mean, not kind of, he was a dictator um, because he took over the country by a military coup. and. Yeah, so he was a dictator and he declared martial law, which is basically which basically allowed him to abuse his powers as quote-unquote president. And so the um, college students protested against him declaring martial law. And it was a peaceful protest and they were just college students. They were basically just university students protesting. And why this was such a big event was President um, Chan, he basically confronted these protesters with violent armies. So there were pirate troopers deployed on the scene, there were armies with tanks, guns, and they were um, violently, like arbitrarily beating all these university students. And that angered, obviously angered a lot of the citizens in Gwangju. And they all joined and this became known as the Gwangju Uprising. And this was a it was a massacre. A lot of Koreans died from that day. Everyone, so many people were beaten, women were raped, and even bystanders of the protest were arbitrarily um, and violently beaten by the paratroopers. So it is kind of uh, it is kind of a tragic moment in Korean history. And the taxi driver movie um, has to deal with this. And I also have to mention that it is about a real story. So it's about an actual taxi driver who secretly had to sneak in a foreign reporter who documented all of the Guangzhou uprising. Because you have to know that because there was the military, there was the martial law, um, censorship was very heavy. So no one knew about the Guangzhou uprising, even in Korea. So it was such, it was very blocked by the government like telephone lines were cut, 
all the broadcasting stations were burnt, so no one knew what was going on. And this one、um, German journalist named Jürgen Hinspeter, he is kind of the main character of this movie. He sneaks in into Guangzhou, and the other main character of the movie,、um, the taxi driver Kim Sabok, he helps、um, the journalist sneak into Guangzhou. And this movie is really about their journey. And even though it has aspects of comedy in the、um, in the beginning, it really turns into such a suspense in the middle, where they're running away from the military. Um, they're going into these protests, and you see people getting beaten. You see the soldiers chasing these students with guns, and yeah, it is such an intense movie in the middle. And I would totally recommend it. Yeah. So going back to the movie review, I think that since it's such, it is a real story. It was so, I guess. It kind of hits on another level because you know that these were real people, and、um, actually, you can see the actual,、um, actual film,、um, actual films the actual journalist Jurgen Hinspeter recorded, and he later put this into a documentary. And I'm pretty sure you can search it on YouTube, but it shows you the、um, actual scenes of the Guangzhou uprising in the 1980s. And I feel like the movie did a great job resembling the exact. Kind of atmosphere and the exact kind of、um, spirit of the Korean civilians protesting against their government, like sacrificing their lives. And yeah, I mean, the taxi driver is an extremely sad movie as well. There's a lot of sacrifice for nationalism, and I mean, if you don't cry watching the movie, I. Don't know who you are because I definitely like spent the entire night just like bawling my eyes out because it is such a sad movie. Yeah, and I think the actors also they did a very good job of bringing the characters into life because one of the kind of side characters was a student who was involved in the protests and he's played by the Korean actor、uh, Ryu Junior and he's. He's very popular in Korea because of his、um, acting career in different dramas,、um, one of them being like Reply One Eighty One Nine Eight Eight. So yeah, he's such a good actor. But then I think he really brought that scene into life of the student protesters, and it kind of really also.、Um, I guess it's kind of like heartwarming as a Korean because it shows the resilience of our country and our nation, which was. Yeah, really memorable for me. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend Taxi Driver if you want to know more about the Guangzhou Uprising. And I think that once you watch this, you would see how similar it is to the Myanmar situation right now with the military coup. Because basically,、um, Chan, the pres-、um, President Chan Duan, he came into power with a military coup, just like Myanmar, and like. Now the Myanmar citizens are protesting against the government, and they're being met by the army, and they're both under strict censorship. So I would definitely recommend anyone who's interested in learning more about current day politics as well to check、um, check out the Taxi Driver.、Um, yeah, and fun fact,、um, Chan Duan, pre- ex President Chan Duan, he wasn't sentenced. To prison, or technically, he's he's not in prison right now, and he's living in his own home. And fun fact is, his house is basically in the same neighborhood as our school. And I think that it that also kind of 
I guess angers me as well because he's responsible for all these massacres but then is living in this wealthy home in this wealthy um, part of Seoul so I feel like yeah that was just kind of shocking to me and I heard from our drama teacher in the high school so she's been in Korea during the democratization protests and she's been in Korea ever since so she knows a lot about um, history korean history and how our school's history Seoul foreign school's history is heavily intertwined with korean history and she like mentioned how like sometimes like president ex-president chan would come to our Seoul foreign gyms to play like badminton and i feel like that was also shocking on another level because he is like a criminal and i can't believe that he was playing badminton in our school facility which I still can't imagine and it's also ironic because um, when the democratization protests were going um, were happening in Yonsei University which is right behind our school and I'll talk more about this and when I'm talking about the next movie but students would flee to Seoul foreign school because first of all Seoul foreign school has foreign teachers living on its campus and the it's I mean like the government is less I guess like strict with foreigners like they can't really like I guess go through their apartments and stuff so yeah a lot of students would flee to the re um, teacher residence and that really contrasts against how Chum was playing badminton in our school gym which I th yeah I, as I said it's such such an ironic and shocking moment yeah and that's like the fun fact for you today I guess and other than that let's move on to the movie 1987 because I don't want to spend too much time on this episode because I know it can be kind of boring compared to the other episodes just because it's just me talking about Korean history which as you can tell I'm very passionate about so okay let's talk about the movie 1987 so 1987 it's more focused on a student so it's tells the story more in a student perspective which I think is definitely um, significant because students were one of the most salient groups involved in the South Korean democratization protests. Um, from my research, I know that they covered at least, um, yeah, at least like 48% of all the social groups who protested against the government during Chun's regime were students. So obviously this movie represents a lot of i guess it represents a common experience of a lot of university students at korea during the time so a lot of university students protested against the government and one university that was very vocal was yonsei university and i as i mentioned um it's right behind seoul foreign school and it is i think the number one or number two top prestigious university in korea so a lot of Yonsei University students protested and one really famous um, student is named uh, Lee han and he was a student in Yonsei and the business and he was in the business major and the, um, the movie 1987 doesn't really have him as the protagonist but he is very well one of the main characters but the protagonist is this other girl who is a university student so he was she was kind of oblivious about these protests and she didn't really know why people were protesting and i think that also goes on to show how the government was trying to use propaganda to make these student groups and these activists look like um i guess like like look like they were like just rebelling against the government for no reason so 
yeah, the story just tells of um starts with this oblivious girl, and she kind of starts to know more, get to know more about these democratization protests. And one way she gets to know more about it is through Ihanyar. So he has, I think, it's called like a comic book club. So they have like this comic book club, and it's just named the comic book club, but more it was more of like a political um student group. On campus because they couldn't like legally have them under martial law so in these um in these kind of like clubs they would have screenings of um documentaries and films about like the Guangzhou uprising and I'm pretty sure one of them is one filmed by Jürgen Hinspeter so there's like that connection right there but yeah so they will watch these films in these clubs and this the protagonist girl she'll have this understanding of like oh i didn't realize that this was going on in her country so she becomes more active in these political protests and there was one really um famous protest in yonsei and that was um i guess part of the june uprising the june uprising is um I guess the most significant protest in South Korean democratization movement because it was right after the June uprising uh, where Chan, President Chan announced his 20, um, June 29th declaration and that was basically saying that he will um, that like Koreans will be able to have direct presidential voting which was um, not allowed before so that kind of marked the first step towards democracy so yeah the June uprising was significant and the um, so how uh, this movie is related to that is Lee Han Yeol. He was in one of the protests in the June Uprising. He was hit in the head by a tear gas canister, I think. Yeah, so he was hit in the head with that. And there's a really famous uh, photograph of him, of him bleeding on the head, and his friend, um, like his friend, kind of like. Um, supporting him up but yeah he basically after that protest he was in a coma and died a few days after so he was kind of like a student um, martyr in a sense so yeah after since the girl was like close to this um Ihanyar student she became really involved in the protest after and i think this was such an emotional mo uh, moment for us because it really demonstrates how these young Korean, like these young students in Korea who have such a bright future in front of them, their lives were ended because they were protesting for um, democracy. And yeah, it is such a sad event, especially to think of it in the perspective of a high school student preparing for um, university. Like, I can't think about all the hard work I've done so far. And when I get into university, that you are kind of, you are like, basically murdered by the government i think yeah that speaks volumes to i guess the oppressive authoritarian state yeah so basically this girl gets really involved in the protest and i really enjoyed the last scene so it showed like everyone um gathered in i think it was near city hall or somewhere in seoul but um like it was this whole kind of like field field i guess or like a really big open area and it was filled with koreans and they were all just um chanting and chanting for democracy and it was such a great scene for the movie to end with because the protagonist was basically standing on top of 
the buses because like the big buses and she was standing on top of it she was kind of leading i guess the chance and i think it really demonstrated her journey as a person as well because she started off as this oblivious girl and at the end she became this very involved kind of opened open i guess um activist and yet i think that was also very emotional to watch and yeah i mean this movie too it has some violent scenes similar to the taxi driver which i think is necessary because well for for one it is historically accurate and for two i feel like it definitely gives you that it captures the moment very well and captures the i guess as i said like it's historically accurate so it would be kind of um inaccurate for these scenes to be missing so i think that's one thing i would caution against if you aren't comfortable watching these but yeah so i think these two movies really help you understand a lot about the south korean democratization movement and like about like the reasons why people protested and it also gives you a good insight into the nature of the authoritarian government and yeah yeah i don't want to talk too long as i mentioned but i definitely recommend those two movies for anyone and like even with like even with like i guess like the historical elements aside it is a great movie like a great cinematic piece so i would definitely recommend this and yeah i think that's it for my review today um as i mentioned we are living in 2021 where we where we where i live in a a democratic nation and we may feel like we don't have to really worry about this issue anymore but as i said history does repeat itself and we're seeing that in myanmar so i think that one lesson we can take away is to definitely educate ourselves about the past so we can mm, stay i guess more woke about these recent historic like these current events and i would definitely i think after i record this podcast i'll research a bit into maybe few fundraisers and few donation links where we could um donate money to for the people in myanmar because as i said it is an ongoing issue so it'll be really great if we can support some of the civilians with anything like resources such as food clothes i would also recommend everyone to um watch this interview of these um of this myanmar model i think it's on asian boss and she does an interview of how it felt like to speak up against the government and how she had to flee from her country and come to korea because she her life was being threatened so i would definitely recommend to go check that youtube video out as well and yeah check in my bio or my post my post where i'll be linking this podcast for a few donation links and yeah that's it for today and next week or next next week i'll come back with a bit more fun um fun podcast maybe talk about um some new shows um, that's been coming out and i'll definitely have guests over so it's not too boring with me talking the entire time Thank you so much for listening to the fourth episode of Soap's podcast and um, see you next time. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that episode. And if you want more reviews, you can check out my Instagram at Soap Spotlights and we will be coming back with more podcasts.